guys, thanks for listening to another another episode of uh, the review. Uh, wow, um, this one was kind of hard to uh, decipher because here, here's the thing: I'm I'm not much of a Shakespearean uh, person, and even so, um, the film itself it's already like top notch, glorified uh, true story in a way. But even so, um, from from the uh, style that we're seeing, especially the person who uh, directed it, I believe, uh, this literally just like came out of uh, out of literal based Norse mythology uh, because of the style and how it looks. So uh, of course we're talking about we're talking about the film The Northman, uh, starring uh, Scott. Uh, wow. <laughs> It stars uh, Skarsgård, uh, uh, Anna, uh, William Dafoe. Surprisingly, there is a few others in there, but the film itself, uh, I have a chance to grab a gander, and it was like, wow. Um, definitely the film was made, uh, directed by Robert Egger, uh, which also some of his films uh, best notice- noticeable is the uh the witcher or the witch and the lighthouse and i have to say that uh his his films uh that he did it's like already top notch already like mind-boggling on seeing this and playing on a doctor contract of the film it's already fine and fantastic now of course uh this is definitely a heavily based uh, film that inspired the uh, Hamlet story which gives us our Lion King in Disney and even so uh, this deals with uh, Emmett uh, plays by uh, Alexander Skarsgård and his family is literally almost uh, eviscerated or you know gone in a, in a blink of a moment because here's the thing um because his father gets beheaded by his uncle uh field uh that is played by uh klaus Meng. and his mother of all people is nicole kidman uh, being queen um you I will apologize right now here here because the pronunciation of these is Norse uh, mythology and uh, I'm, I'm usually uh, the kind of guy who wants to make sure I'm saying these correctly but even so uh, the story is already uh, fantastic to watch and even so um, this does give us that whole Viking realistic uh, motion that it gave anyone who's seen this film and uh the regiment that alexander uh, skarsgård went through to perfect the role that he he win makes me wonder like did he did he ever did this kind of uh you know this style for his uh roles in true blood i mean it, he's already like fantastic when we see him in you know other things but even so, um, this film is like literally like mind-boggling uh, as it is. So of course, yes, uh, story does follow uh, Emmett, 
uh, well, from an early age, his father gets beheaded by his uncle, which is basically unaliving, and he doesn't know why or how, so he hid uh, for many years, um, possibly decades, that until he was a of a rifle age where he can just like literally like you know come after his uncle uh he would literally go after him for that reason so of course um years go by and we see ourselves in much older uh Emmett Emmett uh and he is among the people uh coming to this new village that his uncle now runs. Now, originally, he thought he would uh, dispatch his uncle the way that his uncle did to his father, but it turns out that the village was literally run by him, but in an organization where he doesn't feel threatened or how the community feels like it's being overthrown by a tyrant, which gives him, like, this weird feeling. So he bides his time until he, you know, goes fall in love with uh, Olga of the... Birch Force, which plays by uh, uh, Anna Taylor Joy, and you know, of course, these two are a love feud and everything. And then, sure enough, we do have our roles from Willem the Poe being uh, Hindu uh, the Fool, uh, Elliot Rose being Ghana, and of course, we do have uh, several more characters uh, involved. To uh, kind of cut this short, uh, this film uh, has him going through the motions. Yes, there will be a foretellable uh, tale that he has to choose between uh, the love of his life, which is Olga, uh, to raise their children, and then, or to battle his uncle to the death. Of course, we all know as filmmakers that this is a uh, totally different thing we're seeing. So, of course, uh, he goes chooses his battle, but he did mention to his beloved that she will be raising a king out of the twins that she... in the future, uh, of her future, which is a storyline in another way of its own self. But uh, even so, um, yes, of course, we've seen uh, him going to uh, like this little fortress or this little hut and not only he dispatches his mother but he in, in many ways uh, dispatches the young prince which is like his little brother and of course uh, to the gates of hell which is literally like a volcanic thing uh, he and Freon uh, battle of course, it is to the death, which uh, for Emmett, he is alive after unliving his uncle in the same manner of his father. Uh, for this film, yes, I uh, highly recommend to get a hold of, co- of this, get a copy of it, because how the film is progressing is of a, it's still uh, a tale that we always speak about in Shakespearean roles that there will be a child uh, avenging the father uh, to realize that the monster that he has to put away is not the monster that he assumed. But even so, um, 
this is also and and this is where you, some people are scratching their heads a little uh that if and i'm saying if if you're trying to see this story in a disney film i'm, I'm gonna give you the fine points of this uh we have a son who's looking at both his uncle and his father both his uncle and his father does not have anything in common except for relations and you know uh, a place in the kingdom of course the father's the king the uncle is some sort of like you know second in line or something that goes along with saying like if something does happen to not only the prince but uh, I will assume the role as you know the kingdom or the king of the kingdom so of course uh, in and forgive me once more people uh, that if you're hearing this for the first time or haven't seen Lion King or either version of the Lion King um, yes uh, of course it is only the uncle's decision on causing this catastrophic, uh, catastrophic uh, event that not only propelled uh, Simba to be in harm's way but in the same time uh, proven to whoever is doing this is like oh my god I can't I, I put I put someone in harm's way someone help him to I put him in harm's way and yes I will take over your kingdom <laughs> which I mean in, in a standard way the uh, the antagonist I believe which is the uh, villain and the protagonist, which is our hero, uh, really have like two uh, different understandings of what they're doing. Of course, our villain wants to control everything. It's all about power and not, you know, enduring the hardship, but the easy route of trying to corrupt and everything. Whereas our hero goes to the harder shift and trying to get things done uh, appropriately without you know causing mischief or problems uh, which which you know it's like any uh, Dungeons and Dragons kind of lore that if you're it, it's like the whole chaotic good and uh, chaotic evil kind of deal that, that's that's all I'm gonna say I know there's like a, a juncture on that one but I'll, I'll get into that later but even so um, this film uh is originally the basis if if i remember this correctly this is the basis of how shakespeare's uh, hamlet uh is based on but it's changed to the point where it's like really like really different and even so um with shakespearean's uh position on hamlet it is like one of the many ways of saying to us that yes the father will get the uncle the uncle will see his just desserts and then all of a sudden the hero uh, perish away knowing that he probably vanquished the evil but not seeing anything past that if, if I was a time stone I, I would pretty much like state that this is the uh, ancient one's prophecy thing uh which is a marvel joke with right there but even so um 
do I recommend watching The Watchmen, uh, The Northman? Uh, yes. Uh, if it's in your theaters currently, uh, I would still get a banner, grab a look-see. Uh, if it's not, and it's already hit digital as we speak, uh, I would highly recommend to make, uh, make a purchase or rent a copy of the film, because this is literally the basis of how you want to see a perfective storyline uh, come to be. And even so, uh, a few uh, cast members uh, in two different films, I have to say, has like combined into this film. And the reason why I'm saying that is because we have uh, the Lighthouse starring William Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. And of course, uh, William Dafoe makes a cameo in this film. And Anna Taylor-Joy was from The Vich. And she becomes a love interest in this film for uh, Alexander Skarsgård and this whole thing. And of course, this is a Robert Eggers film, which the tones and the settings of how you're seeing this individual, uh, as well as the climate of how you're viewing this, it's like historically uh, accurate. But uh, you can take my word for it or not, it's up to you. Uh, I do appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Um, (laughs) This is definitely something I'm trying my best to gather more information on but even so i do greatly appreciate of how much you're listening and more episodes are still on the way i'm still making them i'm still working on other things as well and of course uh top all things three things i always say at the end which is be good out there uh, be safe and until next time see ya Hey guys, um, I know that you guys are listening to my cast, so I'm actually more than just on uh, Apple, surprisingly, I think. I'm also on Spotify, as well as Anchor.fm itself. Also, I am on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Public Radio. Just come over and onto uh, the Anchor website for me on... Uh, www.anchor.fm slash edcast20 that is www.anchor.fm forward slash edcast20 yeah just uh, shoot me an email or uh, keep listening to uh, more of my episodes uh, as I try my best to keep popping them up Until then, thanks for listening.